Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Blog Talk Radio. Wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead The world has changed so very much from what it used to be There's so much hatred, war and poverty Then they'll listen to what you have to say They're the ones who's coming up And the world is in their hands When you teach the children To jump the very best can The world won't get no better If we just let it be na 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 Gotta change it now, just you and me. Wake up, all the doctors make the old people well. They're the ones who suffer and who catch all the hell. But they don't have so very long before their judgment day. So won't you make them happy before they pass away? It's time to build a new land I know we can do it If we all lend a hand The only thing we have to do Is put it in our minds Surely things will work out They do it every time The world won't get no better If we just let it be Gotta change it now, just you and me. Everybody, 
Let's start with hope I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone The ripples one son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander-in-chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal wave Reaction to what I tried to do A rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekends Cut him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. The herd and we all bleed in the stampede. Fear makes a false friend indeed. And I take it seriously. Oh, hear me now. For the truth gets drowned out by a demigod flexing. A demigod flexing. history Why not take our time for the weight of this story? Seriously. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And uh, Myron Rice is running a little late today. So uh, I'm going to play another song, and he should be with us uh by that time. So just get comfortable and listen to the music and he will be joining us shortly.
All right, everyone, I'm back, and Mr. Rice is with us. He is joining us now, and I just want to say that everything that you hear tonight is opinions. No one is giving out legal advice or giving uh, professional uh, tax advice. So everything is opinion, and the things that Mr. Rice is talking about, you can go look the laws up. Mr. Rice, how are you doing this evening? Oh, we are doing beautiful. We lost track of time here. Sorry, family, about that. But we're here. Oh, you know, and you all, you all, universal time. You, you just came back to man time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyone, we always start off uh, saying, anybody have any questions from our previous shows or anything? Um, I get a lot of skypes on different items and. Um, you have any questions, this is the time where you don't have to pay for it, okay? Because if you want my time, you have to pay. So, but this is All the right. time offered. And most questions you're asking has probably already been asked, or we like to get other people to um, answer your questions. If I don't have an answer, somebody else may have one. I might give you my opinion, and later someone else may have something else to add on to it. So this is this is the time everyone need to put in to bring something to the table, you know. Don't always just be uh asking for something, but give something. Come on, people. Uh I have a group that I have on another day of uh, a uh a Zoom group. You can't join my group if you haven't done any can't bring something to the table. I mean you don't know that right now. If you can't bring something to the table, a process that you have done, and someone asks, well, what do you mean? Well, if you want to, you can look at, go to Google search bar, type in Myron Charles Rice, and and when the websites go down to state residence, and, and see, and look at 287. There's my name. I'm a state resident, which is a national. That's what I could show you, something I could show you that's online. Now, you did everything we do is not going to be online. It's not for the public. Some things we do is private. But nonetheless, bring it to the group. Otherwise, when I had to do it the other day, someone got on. I didn't know who it was. I asked them their name, and they didn't answer. I said, going once, going twice, gone. You know, I'm not letting you be on there if you can't say who you are, what you're doing on there, and what you have done. So please, folks who's listening, don't be zooming in up talking about Wednesday group. You got Skype. You can Skype me, and I want to review what you've done before I decide to bring you on um, to listen to what other people have done and other processes we are in we're involved in. So I suggest you get on the ball. Don't come in there if you don't even know what your birth certificate is. Don't call me. You don't know what a birth certificate is? Don't be calling. That's not what we're about. Here is where you can ask that question. What's a birth certificate? Boom. You got. I can do that on this show. But there are people who try to move forward. And we have always have ways of people who want to pull us down and things like that. It's good to have folks that's positive, you know, forward. They try whether it works or not, it's trial and error. Everything I've done, I wasn't successful at, but I didn't stop until I became successful at it. So all you have to do is uh, be persistent. 
Do your own due diligence. I, I point things out. I point you to the water. I'm not going to sit there and give you A, B, C, D, one, two, three, because the way I did it, you can't. You, they won't even allow you to do it anymore. So I don't, I, you know, I can't t- show you the way I did. All I can do is tell you what the end result is and how I might have started the process and how you may want to do some research on some codes and laws, which is usually what I usually follow. That's what the codes and laws uh, policy things that they are doing. That's what I try to let you know about. Today we're gonna to be talking about insurance, and I gave it. I don't know if you put it on, on a, on the um, list. Um, why aren't the companies filing their insurance policy where they get reimbursed? Why aren't they doing that? And we're gonna show you 26 USC, and I'm trying to bring it up 26. I'm sorry, 12, let me back it up, 12 USC 1709, let me click on it, open it up, and 1710, 12 USC 1709 and 1710. Now, this tells you, and we're going to read it in a minute, before I get involved with this, I want to bring up the law so I can see them and read them. Uh, also, if you have a uh, a mortgage agreement, if you have a home and a mortgage agreement, I, I, especially if you're in Michigan, uh, you go online and get them. Well, no, I tried that. I asked for a blank mortgage, and they didn't even bring one up, not the one that I have. They got all the other ones that it tells you what you're supposed to do, but they don't tell you what they're supposed to do. I, I don't understand that, why they're going to sit there and just not give you a blank mortgage uh, form that you normally go and fill out and sign. The ones they have is not standard. So, but what I have, if you have a mortgage already, uh, we need you to pull it out because it might be some provision. Now, remember, this doesn't work or it doesn't have it in your mortgage if it's been refinanced. Only if you're initially opening up a mortgage is where you get this information. If you refinance it, you won't have those sections in there. You know, they want you to put the insurance in. But what we're going to talk about is where it states right there in your mortgage that the lender will be reimbursed. Now, come on. It's plain and simple. It's in our defin- It's in the definition part of mortgage insurance. The lender shall be reimbursed. So if they reimburse, why they can't? Why they coming after your house? Well, one of the reasons, and we're, we're getting, we won't even talk about it now. Well, we'll get into it. Why they coming after your house when they're already insured? And I guess gave you uh, 12 USC 1709 insurances of mortgages and 1710, which I didn't click on and bring it up. Let me bring that one up too, which talks about payment of insurance. Who's, who's going to pay them? The secretary going to pay them. The secretary, and we have to assume it's the secretary of treasurer, is going to pay them. So if they're getting paid by the secretary, then why are they coming after your house, selling your house, taking the money that's supposed to be reimbursing them for what you owe, and then they're going to file an insurance policy? Excuse me, folks. That's fraud. That is fraud. Let you do that. You know, let you try to, 
you know, get some, you know, make an insurance claim, collect the insurance, and then someone finds your stuff and you and you put your your old stuff back into the house again. That's fraud. So let's see how we can get them on fraud. If the secretary is the one that gives them the money and insurance, find out what is the insurance policy on your home. What is their personal insurance on the private side of your home that the secretary is going to pay? So we're going to get into that. We're, we're trying to help you, but we're going to still talk about, right now, before we get too much into this, we're going to talk about tax season. It's still tax season. Anybody got questions? Last week, we had a guy call in, and we kind of went online by line, a couple of lines on how to fill out that W-2C, correcting the wages and income. And earlier today, we were talking about the 1040, when someone showed the 1040 of 2004, a process they did that we found out was not, a, they didn't do it right. But the first line on number seven on that 1040 on uh, in 2004 says wages, tips, and compensation. Wages and tips is in the same box. So that tells you your wages is considered a tip. It's on the same level as a tip. And I do know, folks, if you got a W-2 from your employee that you did blood, sweat, and tears, and you punched a clock in, you was on the clock when you came in and a clock when you punched out, so you did not, they did not give you anything. You deserve it. It came out of your estate. It was labor, labor. You did labor. You worked for that, for that, for those funds. Labor is not taxable. Labor is considered federal income tax withheld. That's what be on line with, it was line 63 back in 2004. Now it's line 17. Labor income tax withheld. Well, I think it's just called labor income withheld. Either way, and 1099. So 1099, people, oh, I got 1099 miscellaneous, or I got a 1099K, I got a 1099R, uh, and if you've been in prison, maybe you got a 1099 LTC. Well, either way, they're returning it back to you. 1099 is they are telling you, here is the form so you can get all your funds back that's listed on that 1099. So 1099 and OID is more is more popular but all these other 1099s are still doing the same thing, returning the funds back to the principal. Returning the funds back to the principal. That is what federal income withheld. They're holding it. So you have to either file a 1099A and tell them that, hey, you haven't paid taxes on these amounts. And if they don't respond back by giving you OID, then you've already told the IRS that you were the lender, they were the borrower on the A, they abandoned paying tax, that's box five on the 1099A. At the end of the year, box five, check box five. That means it's abandonment. If you don't check box five, it's acquisition. They did the acquisition because they got the money. So you're not asking for acquisition, so you must check box five. And if I'm talking fast, folks, I do apologize. That's why you had to call in and slow me down. But this is being recorded, and I'll let Miss Beverly tell you what the recording is while I bring up some other forms. 
with how to download the recording. Go ahead, Ms. Babylon. Okay, uh, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash truth and the number two and the word power, and uh, it'll take you to the page, and you can uh, listen to all of uh, Myron Rice's old shows uh, that he's done. And the number to call in with your questions or comments is 323 Four two one five eight six. That's three two three six four two one five eight six. And push the number one so I could see that uh, you would like to talk. And we do have a uh, hand raised, Mr. Rice. Go, go, people, go, family. I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, area code two one six four one five. Two one. Greetings. 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 Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, great, uh, great show. <clears throat> great topics tonight. Uh, awesome. Um, actually, I did have a W2C uh, question, and you kind of answered it before I, when I had, uh, after I had uh, uh, pressed uh, the number one. So, but uh-huh. um, just to kind of touch on it and stuff. Uh, um, well, ask your question anyway. Somebody else might have it. What's, I got one right in front of me. I just happen to have one in front of me. Go ahead and ask your question. Okay. It goes back to wages and tips and box number one on the uh, W-2 and correcting it and putting it in this proper uh, in the proper box, and which would be number two. I mean, from number one to number two, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, 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 number one. Okay, number one. And uh, okay, on. Um, do you have a W two in front of you? Uh, I got it. I'll be. Like, I got to dig it out right here. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, I, I just want okay, people understand, and the majority, and I'm, not, and there's people who, again, we know we got self-employed people who normally get ten ninety nine miscellaneous. So that would still fall on the same line as the W-2C. The W-2 is correcting the wages and income statement that the employee gave you. He he did his job right. He he gave you a wages and incomes because he had to tell the IRS that he took this money out of your estate. And he had to give you a, a carbon copy of that, uh, showing that, you know, that saying that he – took money out of your estate. And he told the IRS, so this money is going into your escrow account at the IRS. And everyone has an escrow account at the IRS. Um, when anyone give you an OID, they are putting money in that escrow account, which would be your social or your EIN number. That's what your escrow account is at the IRS. You got an EIN number or your social. It's your escrow account. Now, if you were to file a 1040, 1041 asking for some kind of funds, and there's no money in that escrow account that was given by an employee or a trustee or somebody, that's the word, the reason why they say it's frivolous. There's no money there. You ask for something where no one has transferred funds in your escrow account. That is what frivolous means. You didn't do the process okay. where you have OID it and put something in there. 
so you can ask for it. Your employee on that W-2, he's putting money in your escrow account. That's what the gross is. It's going in your escrow account at the IRS so you can file a 1040, 1041, 709 to get the money from that escrow into your bank or into your pocket. Okay? I just want people to know what frivolous means is there is no money in that account. And it's like an insufficient fund at a bank. If you write a check and there's no money in there, you'll get a letter saying insufficient funds. So as people get scared, what's, what's frivolous? You know, they'd be like, oh, my God, I did some what is this? And you look it up, and they really don't define it that well. It never defined it that well. So I hope I'm giving you a really simple explanation of what frivolous means. You don't have the money in that account, but you're asking for it. Yeah. So... Go ahead, sir. I'm just trying to clarify a little bit for okay. our listeners and maybe over to you. Okay. Well, in the, in the process, um, first uh, first things first, you would uh, do the W-2C. Shall one wait for a response from the IRS or need, uh, need I go ahead and file my taxes accordingly? No, no, no. You have to put this W-2C, and I, I, oh, for those who are listening, understand, a W-2C is, is red. You have to order a W-2C. See, they make it really difficult for you. You have to order the W-2C from the IRS. You can't download it. You have to order it. It's scannable. And that's something, and you order that along with your 1099-A, your 1099 uh OID and your 1096s, you got to order those. And now you add yes. that W2C on there as well. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. when you do get it and you get your W2, you're going to have to do the W2C and attach it to the W2. Because what does the W2C mean? What does C, what does C stand for? Correction. Okay. So you're telling them. I'm correcting this W-2. It says wages. It says tips. It's not a tip. It's an, it's an interest that came out of my estate. Interest income comes from your estate. There's two types of income out there, people. Uh, interest income and capital gain income. Capital gains is what's a big business, GM, Ford, Chrysler, because you came out of your pocket and gave GM, Ford, and Chrysler money for their cars. But your employer to your estate. You gave them your name and social security number. They go and get the funds out of your estate to pay you. In other words, you are paying yourself to work. And they have right. to report it. Right. And they have to report it to the IRS or with the W-2. If they don't, they have to pay the taxes on the funds they took out. They don't want to pay taxes. They're giving it to you. And you fool enough to pay taxes because you didn't file it correctly. Your tax agent and y'all better hold these people accountable. They are supposed to be professionals. They've been using years. They've been sitting there putting your wages and income on line one because maybe because you never gave them that W-2C to say, oh, sir, don't put it on line one. Put zero on line one and put this on line 17 on the 1040, 63, and what, 65? Where it says payments on the older tax forms, it says payment 65 or 63. It was supposed to go down there because when you after payment, and I see they took the word payment off of the the uh, 1040 now, 
But after payment, the next is refund. So that means there are no deductions. No deductions. Refund. So anyway, going back, I'm sorry, I kind of drift sometimes, but let's go back to this man and his W-2C. Go ahead with the question. Okay, well, I'm just more or less just uh, painting this. I can barely, I can barely uh, hear you. I can barely hear you. Okay, let me uh, turn off my speaker. Okay, can no, you I hear me you. a little better? Oh yeah. Okay, yes. go ahead. All right. Now with uh, now, I asked my uh, my cousin. He's a tax professional. He does tons of people's taxes every year. Okay. Okay. Now, I asked him the other day. Have you ever heard of the W2C? W2C. And his first response was that, yeah, your employer fills the uh, W2C out and, um, and, and, and corrects, corrects it for himself. But after looking um, at the instructions, uh, it is uh, actually uh, uh, up to the employee to uh, make the correction, if I'm correct. What you just said, I've always assumed it was employees, and I don't have instructions in front of you, but I, if you, I assume it's the employee because they want you to file it as a tip. Because you should ask, well, wait a minute. Why you even, why didn't you have the employer of the whoever you filed a tax to send you a W-2C? Why didn't they have? Why didn't you have them do that? Now that's too much paperwork for them. They're not going to do that. They're right. not going to do that. They said wages and income. That's all they claiming it as, and that's what they're going to give you at the end of the year. I have never, never, never heard anyone getting a W two C. Have you? I'm sixty five years old, and I never heard anyone. Matter of fact, I'm just coming up with that. I heard of a W two C, but I never heard anyone getting one from an employee from your employer. Right. So personally, I feel you just you may be correct. I have to look at the instruction. That's why we do this show because some people go a little bit further. Anyone out there that can say, tell us exactly where you read it at in instructions that the employee does it, not the employer. Please call in and let us and inform us. Please call in. Put raise your hand. Call in. But yeah, you're right. This and I like it because in box one, what it say? Wages, tips. Other compensation. So it's throwing wages in the same area as a tip. You're not getting no tip from your job. I think everyone out there know what a tip is. Right. Everyone knows a um, tip came out of your pocket and you gave it to somebody. It didn't come out of their pocket. That's why they got to so report what, tips. They gotta... So what about... Go ahead. Okay. It's, I... a, it's a waitress and they get tips with it's... their wages. Yeah, and they have to file it on taxes. Their tips have to be filed. They have to file because that's a profit. Oh. They they have to file go that. Ahead. That's taxable. But go ahead, Carla. Okay, yeah, I got the uh, instructions in front of me. And um, it says correcting more than one form W-2 for an employee. It's more or less, now that I'm looking at it, it's more or less, uh, like the employer is supposed to fill this out. I mean, I'm just reading it over kind of quick, though, but mm-hmm. it's more, it seems more or less like the employer. 
the player is supposed to fill it out. But again, I've never gotten a a, a, um, a W two C from my employer in life, and uh, and I've never even heard of yeah. anyone else getting one. I'm pretty sure most employers don't. But not to say that they can't. But how you do it? How do you get your employer to do it? If that's what it's saying, how do you request them? I need a W two C. Don't 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 mm-hmm. don't send me a W two. Send me a W two C or something. Well, you gotta have the W two because it tells you previously reported. So you gotta have the W two anyway. But the W two C is corrected information. So if someone says previously and corrected, you gonna have to have both of those forms in front of you, in front of the IRS. Right. Now, I would look at it to see, and maybe someone could call in, some get us some tax people on. I'm surprised y'all folks ain't having any tax folks call in or listen and let us know what's the truth about what's going on. Because they really need to be educated. Because if they, personally, if I was to have a, a, a and I had one guy where his his people, his tax agent said that he's not going to file a W-2. He's going to file. I was like, let him file it. Let him file it. And then sue him. Take him to small claim for committing fraud. Let him file it and say you file it under uh, as a tip and it's come it's interest income. You file it on a tough on a ten forty as an individual when the IRS says an uh, infant is an estate, a decedent of a trust, and you should be filing a ten forty one. They already they're committing all kind of frauds on you all, and you're not understanding. Because a trust and a a uh, estate don't have a big tax rate. They have a very, 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 very small tax rate. And if you want to know where, again, 26 U.S.C. 1. 26 U.S.C. 1. And look at how much money they're taking out of your check being married, being single, uh, head of household, and then go down to a state and trust. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, it, it it has to be with it. Let's put it like that. Before you send it to the IRS, whether you do it or they do it, it, it really don't matter. It, it, as long as it gets done, that's that's what's important. This is new as well as to me. I'm just finding this out. So uh, we can't, again, we can't talk to these so-called tax professionals because they don't know nothing about it. And that's, oh, that's exactly. really pathetic. Exactly. That's pathetic. Yeah. They don't know nothing about right. it. Right, I understand that part, and you know, they um, a lot of them don't even know about 1099 OID A or C, or never even heard of a C, so or 1096 or anything like that and stuff. Uh, but uh, I, I think um, uh, I'm guessing this that the way it seems is that you first would correct the. Uh, W-2 with the W-2C and then wait for a response before actually filing, um, I, I'm guessing that would probably be the order, but uh, you're saying more or less um, file the taxes up under the W-2C and then uh, go from there. Now, yeah, about both of them. When you're filing your taxes and you're sitting at 1040 in, you put both of them in, the W-2 and the W-2C. Okay. So you let them be okay. correct. They're like an OID. Sometimes they send you an OID, uh, a 1099, not OID, but 
uh, C for cancellation. And everybody, ooh, they canceled the debt. They can't look on there. They got themselves at the lender and you the borrower. And if you the borrower, then you have to pay the taxes. All they did is transfer from them paying taxes over to you paying taxes. So on the top, they got corrected and void. So you can say this is right. void, or or you can say it's me correcting and flip it around where you are the lender and they're the borrower. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's that's, that's on the OID and and, and uh, uh, those 1099s. They got it at the top, correct? So you're supposed to correct it, but you still got to send the old one back to them so they know what you're correcting. Right. Exactly. You're sending okay. in the corrected one. You're sending in what's been corrected. Well, they well they have to see the old one with what was falsely what false claim was written down there because they got to go back after those people. But see, in box one, it says previously reported, and they got wages, tips, other compensation. Listen, people, wages, tips, get you a W-2C. Look at it. Even though you can't use it, you're going to have to file it as requested from the IRS because it's got a red, it's scannable, but nonetheless, you can look at it and download and look at it, and they got wages in the same box as tips. Come on. I mean, I'm just trying to get you to look at common sense here. Because somebody say, well, where, how you know your wages is, is not, is, is a, a labor? Well, I might not know what wages is not labor, but I know my wages are not tips. You know, sometimes you can't look at what it should be, but you can look at what it isn't. So it's either got to be a tip or labor. So if it's not a tip, that leaves nothing left logically, but it's a labor. Sometimes they call it process elimination. You got people, I don't know what career I want to get into. Well, then start off figuring out what career I don't want to get into and work from there. Because I know growing up at 14, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. My father was a, a master plumber, and he took me out with him because I, I came home with a C. <laughs> He took me out with him that Saturday, and some baby, a baby head, dial head was in the toilet and had some boo-boo head. He asked me to reach down there and pull that head down. I'm like, what? Pull that dial head out of that toilet. Man, oh, my God. That I, I'm 14. You know, I'm tripping. I got to put my head in somebody else's way, you know? Uh, but I know from that point on, because at the end of the day, he paid me about $10, which back then, then that was some money, you know. And he said, you coming with me? No, no, Daddy. I, I don't know what I want to be, <laughs> but I know what I don't want to be. <laughs> so psychologically, he, he taught me a lesson. And he said, this is what C average people do. Right. I don't, I don't think I got another C again. This is what C average people do. So it was, I guess he did that sight game on me. And it worked. It worked. Because he had later mm-hmm. on, he had to go down into he had to go down into the sewers. Oh my God! He came up stinking, smelling stinky. I I don't know what I want to be, but I know what I don't want to be. Now in this case here, wages says it's tip. I don't want to feel it's a tip. I worked. I punched a clock in there. Blood, sweat, and tears. I came home tired. So therefore, you have to make it labor. And that means federal 
income withheld, folks. That makes it labor, and that makes it tax-exempt. Federal income withheld is tax-exempt. 1099s are tax-exempt. That's why they're on the same line. So I'm just trying to give people 411 of how you look. Because someone said, well, how do I tell people how to do this? How can I just show, well, show them Just show them the forms? Wages, tips. Well, wait a minute. Wages, comma, tips. So that makes it, that makes it this, on the same level. That's the same level. You feel you got tips at your job? <laughs> I don't think so. I put eight, I put eight hours in. That's no tip. I work for this. I'm just trying to make things pretty simple. And answering your question on number one, wages, income, and other conversation that's reported. That's what you put on the W two. The gross goes on there. But then it says correct information, wages, tips, and other conversation on number one. What would you put in there? Uh, the um on on number two. Number one, where it says number well, oh, zero. previously reported, huh? I would put zero. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're correcting it. There is no wages and tips. I didn't get no tips. Zero. So when you do a ten forty line seven, where it says wages tips, you put zero. Right. And then you go down, previously reported. Now, some people have on their W-2 federal income tax withheld. So sometimes you have them in on there. You, you That means you gift, you gift money to the IRS all year, and you're supposed to get it all back. But where it says corrected information, what would you put there on number two? Uh, that, that's where I would put my labor. The uh, non-taxable federal income withheld. Right, but what are you putting in, in that square? What numbers are you putting there? The um, I would take number one and put it number two. Okay, so you talking about your gross? I'm saying your gross, gross amount right. will go in that box. Right, gross amount. Right. The gross amount. I want people to understand how they're doing it. The gross amount would be going in number two. Now, I'm not a tax person, and don't, don't people think I am, but I, I got common sense, and I can read. And I know one thing, uh, what they claim was the wages and income is not, but that number, that same number, if it's zero in one box, I'm going to move it to the box I feel is appropriate. Mm-hmm. I feel it's appropriate. So, uh, you know, whether it's the gross, whether it's the net, I don't want to, none of that stuff. It can't, all the net, everything they took out, because gross and net, remember, that's what you did when you put, put it in line number one. You had a gross on number one, and then you try to get uh, deductions and exemptions, and you're trying to get it down where it's a lower amount of funds so that you don't have to pay as much taxes. But the question is, what it, where the funds went from the gross to the net. What what those funds that those that difference? Where did that difference of that money went? I gathered to the IRS. Why should I be giving them anything? Exactly. You all try to get deductions. 
So what is they talking about? Is it going to like Social Security way and Medicare and and stuff like that? Yeah, all of that came out of your deduct. Right. Yeah, all of that came out too. You put all of that in there. You put what they reported previously reported and corrected zero. All of that stuff would be zero. Let's say corrected in in number one, one three. Five seven mm-hmm. and under and you correct everything under two four six zero eight. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying this is what you will do and and still you will file it on that line. Now if it's not correct correctly, the IRS can correct it. They, I mean people, you really can't do it wrong because even when you did it the old way and got screwed, if it was done incorrectly, the IRS would fix it for you. And what they can't do is change forms. They can't go from a 1040 to a 1041 because the signature is required. But they can correct what you have done. And if they call you, well, what did you do? Uh, I corrected my form because it was labor, and labor is not taxed. So I had to correct now, it. What do wages mean again? Well, according to this, it, it, in box one, it says wages, tips, and other compensation. So What's the tip? What's the difference between wages and labor? One is taxable and one is not. One came from your estate. Tips came. Come on, a tip. You give us. You you give a, a waitress a tip. What did she? Did it come out of her income or did it come out of yours? I mean, I gave it to her. But okay. But this is saying. But this is saying wages or, to me, if I don't get tips, then that don't count. And it's no, I don't compensation. See you, I don't see the word or in there. So you, you're putting <laughs> something in there that don't exist. I don't see. Did you see or? I don't see or. Where do you see or? I created it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we got no we got no problem. We don't need to create another way. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to create nothing more. We just look at I'm just looking at what we see on the sheet and, and what they gonna see. I don't see that word or in there, so that means that a way what what and keep but what, what, I'm saying, what I'm thinking is okay, it's wages now. They come back to me and say, well, you know, we see this as wages, and I say I see it as labor. So I have to be able to explain to them, you know, why I'm making my correction because I didn't get wages. Okay. I got That was my labor. I, that's what I'm trying to be able to get the full understanding. So when they do come back, the IRS and ask me, how did I come to this zero? You know, I, I want to be able to have a full, and the audience, too, have a full understanding. Well, I, my problem, the way I problem solve this, and I'm letting, so I give okay. everyone a little hint, hint, hint. I will okay. go and, to my employer and say, can I get my timesheet for the year? So don't they, don't, don't they, don't you get paid by how much, I mean, hours you put in? And, and they got income verification forms that the uh, that the uh, your employer can fill out too. That gives that information. 
Yeah, but again, there's two types of income. There is interest income that come out of your estate, and then there is capital gain income that GM, Ford, Chrysler, and all these big corporations are using. So you have to get make sure you're in the right area. Interest income came from your estate. That's why you look at a W for uh, 1041. 1041, number one says interest. It came from your estate. That's what line number one, it, it don't say wages and tips, and, and they don't have, uh, 1041 don't have all those deductions and, and exemptions. I think there's a little deduction in there. What is it, over 39, 30, 39.6 or something like that. If you go yeah. look under 26 U.S. 1, there is a, a tax rate, but that tax rate is so low that you can't, um, will, you can't really uh, do this. I'm doing a show now, but I left the back door open. Okay. I guess but, I uh, have to go look up wages and and um, income. A lot yeah, of people looking at uh, wages. Yeah. Yeah, go and ahead. and again, you have to look. You you have to look at what. They define things as, not what Webster defined it as. So you look at everything you all, you all do out there, most majority of them, you look at that Webster dictionary. They don't use Webster. Mm-hmm. They got Black's Law. They're co- Maybe we need to look at wages in, in Black's Law in their dictionary. Yeah. So right now they might have a different meaning than the way we were, grew up, this, what were raised to believe. Now, I haven't done that, but I will do it. But I do know that uh, anyone who gets paid uh, 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 with a W-2 that they're going to have a timesheet, a, a record of all the time they put in for that year. Matter of fact, that's how I got into a situation as a, I was a student, but I was working full-time as a student because I, I worked um, at night. I, I went to school during the day. But because of the hours I had, the computer kept putting me as a full-time employee because of the hours. They didn't even know I was labeled as a student. So I was getting paid full-time when I was just a student working, probably working part-time, but I was working all uh, 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 all night. I, w- I did a night shift, so I was working all night, and I would be putting in like the same hours as a student that someone who was full, full-time employee was putting in. So, so a lot of times mm-hmm. they they rate you by your time sheet. They don't care about your position. They rate you by your time sheet. So those hours now, do, is already important. Do the IRS have their have they all you know definitions? You know, can you go look in their manual and see what they say wages are and what income and what tax what tips and all? Do they have their own little? Index. No, I I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure they have a definition. I'm pretty sure they got some definitions when you read laws on wages. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they have definitions. But I I, I know that if you go to, uh, again, the OID, which is interest income, go to 26 USC 6049, 26 USC 6049. That's OID. 6050J is 1099A. So you got 
Two sets of laws. An interest income is to be reported at the end of every physical year. So they're supposed to give you OIDs, people, and they did. Your job gave you an OID, but they call it W-2. Yeah, that's all they call I it W two. So all these people that be crying, I don't, I don't want them having them OIDs. People went to jail with OID, and I wait a minute, you getting one at the end of the year anyway? You don't even know what you're talking about. And for those who don't believe it, go to the Internal Revenue Manual sixty two oh nine and go to section two tax class an OID. And a, 10, a W-2 is in the same tax class. And you know the old saying, if it walk like a duck, if it quack like a duck, then it's a duck. A W-2 is an OID. They are returning yeah. the funds that they took out of your estate. They are returning it back to you. But you are not reporting it properly. It has to be reported properly if you want to get it all back. Everything has been prepaid. If someone took some money out of my estate, I want all my money back. I don't want part of it, half of it, a third of it, which is what you are doing. Caller, did you have any more questions? Because we have some more people on the line. Uh, No, that's it. Um, Thank you for all the uh, information. Okay, thank Thank you you for calling in. Thank you for yeah, thanks for listening. I, I didn't mean to go way off on Sometimes I go on the deep end, but I want people to know how serious this is. To me, it is very serious that I get you to understand what I'm talking about. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Uh, area code 561337. Hello, good evening, uh, Bevan uh, Myron. Good evening. Good evening. Good, good evening. Okay, uh, again, another... Um, uh, 1040 um, form question um, concerning the no, I'm not even. I'm okay with the W two two C. When you cross out your um, SSN, can you can you can you use whiteout and then thus initial it? Are there any problems with um, with um, submitting your form like that? No, don't don't white nothing out. Just just oh. put a line across. And then initial it. Okay, so okay, nope. all right. Nope. I was gonna white, white it out. <laughs> no, no white, no white, nothing out. That's changing the form. It may make the whole form void. Just cross it out. Because okay. it is a contract. It is a contract that you're signing. When you do a contract, like you get a contract, you don't white it out. You just cross it and initial it. It's okay. a contract because you you agreeing at the bottom. You sign it, so you ought to be able to change this form. Okay. All right. Um, even if I have dependents, I don't put no dependents. Well, I think people was only using dependents to get a tax break, wasn't it? Right, yes. You grossing out with this. You grow you just getting the gross and that's it. Okay. It doesn't matter what you have, you know, it doesn't matter. Matter of fact, if they got income, add their income on too. Gotcha. All right. Um we we received some um Interest from the bank. Uh, I used H. I used the H and R block program, and they put it on line two B. Does it really matter? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about all that. Uh, those forms and what, what goes where. 
All I well, know is it that doesn't, it doesn't change the the taxable amount. So okay, it doesn't change well, line. What, what what line is that? Line nineteen. It doesn't change line nineteen. You still gross out on it, anyways. Oh, but okay. I say, no, you know, I, just for the sake that they gave me the form, I said, you know, let me enter it anyways. Yeah. Well, personally, you what you should be getting from them is you should file a 1099-A saying that they didn't pay taxes on, on, on your bank statements, total the bank statements out, so that they would give you OID. Now you know you got the right amount to put on line 17. Okay. They give you an OID. It's a, I, I have go on scribe. I have letters that you send to the banks, and it got three, four laws. Matter of fact, when you order the tax forms, it's it's in the manuals, the little yellow manuals that they give you that they're supposed to give you the OID. No one's supposed to really be filling it out. They're the one that took the money out of your estate. They're supposed to return it back to you. And every check you wrote, every check you deposit. They took money out of your estate. So it's only right that they have to return it back to the principal. And all of that is under publication, IRS publication 1212, page 7. They are nominees. Okay. And they have to return it back to you. All right. All right. I got a uh, mortgage statement. I mean, it doesn't affect the amount, but they still gave it to me, and I I guess I don't even have to... um to to um, really put that in. No, uh, again, if you make payments on the mortgage, again, you made it out of the bank. Consolidate everything where you're getting it. Everything you pay out is coming from the same account at the bank. And then you do the bank at the end of the year. But if you want to get rid of the whole mortgage, then you figure out what is the uh, get an application or whatever that got the initial amount of the other note, the promissory note. You should be getting a certified copy of the promissory note, and you 1099A and OID it because what are you saying with the A? You're telling the IRS that these people took money out of my estate and they haven't paid taxes. Matter of fact, they haven't even reported to the IRS on your mortgage. Did the, did when you bought to purchase your house at the end of the year, did you get a statement from the um, the lender, the mortgage that says, "Oh, we gave you two hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever your house cost"? Did you get a statement at the end of the year from the no, IRS? A copy? Okay, then it hasn't been reported. So that's what you're doing. He who paid taxes and reported on the taxes is the one that owns the debt. That when you go to the grocery store and you pay taxes on your food, nobody can say that that's their that that is their food. It's yours. You okay. can do whatever you want. You understand right. what we're doing? With yes, the I a, do. Yes. And the A is also telling the IRS that you're the lender because you put yourself as the lender and putting them as the borrower. But then you you check in box five. You haven't paid taxes. It says the ball must reach. Is the borrower liable to, re, to make a repayment? Yeah, they are, and they're the borrowers. Okay. Um, also, the the um, when you notify them when uh, where you where you want them to send the money, the um, direct deposit, um, it can be sent to your personal checking account. Correct. Yeah, if, if if it's under two hundred fifty thousand, okay. you can have them deposit right. in there. It, you know, okay. if it's and over, the last, 
Yeah, if it's over, it should probably go, you know, open up a treasury direct account, open up a broker firm account, you know. Okay, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, that I'm doing all of that stuff now, but I'm just um, I'm trying to focus on this uh, 1040. <laughs> now, um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just say that just say that he OID, just say he's got a ABC bank. And he OID his whole bank account for that whole year. Now, is he going to have them to send the money back to that bank account or to another account? When he OID it, you're going to have to, mm-hmm. you know, have it sent to your account because you're on the bottom. You're the recipient. They are the payer. So they they're on the top. You're on the bottom. Whoever's on the bottom is the account number that, that relates to them. So when you uh, a 1099A, they're on the bottom as the ball, so you get in the money out of their account. But when you OID, you're the recipient, so you put your account at the bottom where you want okay, to and, put and, um, Does it have to be that, um, that um, um, non-interest-bearing account, or can it be my regular personal account? I, I, it it would be I would make it the non interest bearing account just to be on the safe side. Gotcha. That's wanna, what I'm saying. Cause yeah, everything we talking here, oh yeah, all that stuff is kind of like private. But when you be doing a, a whole account, it's kind of like okay. private there. All right. It, it's, it's that account. The money, the funds are being kept at the Treasury, the Federal Reserve Bank, and you're yanking it out of the Federal Reserve Bank, so they don't have any trust no more. They can't collect from you because when they collect you when you make a payment on your mortgage it's going into that, that same account they they can't touch the money but they can put it in what they call a demand account along okay. with the application fund and then they put a line of credit against it so they can get money and spend it out there on the on the market okay now my last um question i think it's my last question anyways is i have a business and what I did is um, is I incorporated my um, business income into my um, 1040. And what I do for my business is that I always have a loss anyway, so it doesn't really matter, I think. <laughs> um, and what I did is I had a neg- negative income, and I put it onto... Let me see what line it was. And I put it onto line line 7A of, of my return. Mind it, again, it didn't affect my gross refund. So, But it was a way of, that I could actually um, account for my um, business income. Okay. As, as long as it gets reported, how it gets reported, you know, I mean, they usually have those schedules where people put stuff on each schedule. On a right, and that's what I did. I did a Schedule 1 and a Schedule C. Okay, because they, they usually have, in the 1041, they have something called worksheets, where everybody had a worksheet. As long as it reported, if it comes out to be negative, then, you know, you could, you're going to lose a little bit. But look at how much you're getting back. How much, right, you, yes. You're yes, almost yes. getting back everything that you put in for that year. You work yep. and you get you got paid, and then you're getting back what you got paid. Oh my God, that's people. Why do you think they don't let us know about this? Okay, you and then on the schedule one, okay, uh, where 
do I still um, cross out my SSN number and 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 then put in my um, EIN? Not necessarily, because you're telling it where it came from. I think those schedules is telling the outsource of where it was, where it was, uh, where you achieved it, where you came from. Okay, so I would have job. my um, SSN number. Yeah, if you did it from the job and it was under your SSN, fine. If your children have their own SSN and they work the, uh, part-time in the summer and you put it under their, it's under their SSN, as long as you show where it came from and who was the one that received it. So because everyone has to report all their transactions to the IRS. Every transaction has to be reported. It don't okay. mean how you do it. It doesn't matter how you're doing it as long as it get reported because if you miss somebody, that's why I say get that wages and income transcript, because you don't want to miss nobody. You want to gross all those folks on there. Go get your, uh, you know, get get your, uh, t- uh, your uh, oh, my God, credit report, because all that stuff on the credit report, understand this, and maybe people don't understand it. All the debts that's listed on the credit report it is what is totaled to the IRS when they say you owe money. Because what the IRS does when they say you owe money, they're saying people took money out of your account and it never got reported. And that's why when you get the IRS form, the coupon says payment. They already know it came out of your estate. That's why it says it don't say make a payment. It is a payment vulture. All you have to do is sign give it back to them. All right. Okay, now, all those items that I can OID, and when you say OID, it's a 1099 OID, correct? Yes. All okay, because I was getting kind of confused that. Okay, so... Now, listen, all the IOUs are OID. So if someone say, I owe you this, you owe me this, then you can OID them. Okay. So then, that means, okay, so then can I do... An amendment because I don't have my setup yet for my um, non-bearing account and for my um, um, I believe this would go into a trust, correct? Like a bank trust. Because if yeah, I'm gonna I, have if I'm gonna have um, um, funds over uh, two hundred fifty thousand, then I have to get um, um, a non-interest bearing account that's con- that's connected. Or did you say a uh, treasury Direct account. Again, a Treasury Direct is where it doesn't matter what you have, how, how much the amount is, or I believe the broker's account are not two hundred fifty thousand. I think they're uh, they're infinite either. You know, go to a broker and open up a broker's account and have okay. it put in that, as opposed to the bank. We know the banks are two hundred fifty thousand, and you could put over a million dollars in that bank, and they can go on vacation the next day, holiday the next day, and you won't get nothing. Okay, so a broker account. Okay. So um, open up a broker account. Uh, you know, they have them advertised. Uh, Scott Trade, uh, TD, uh, Meritech, you know. The, the, okay, I got open you. Open up a broker account. It, okay. it, it's the same as a savings. All right, I, I already have a have that's account, so that's good. <laughs> I'm not sure if a credit union is a, is a credit union got a $250,000 credit uh, insurance on it. Yes, it I does. Think oh, so, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I think they're running. They, they're in the same in the same area as the bank. So, um, 
Okay, so then if I don't include all this 1099 OID on this um, tax return, I can amend this tax return and then add it, correct, later, in probably within a two months' time or something like that when I have all my stuff together? Actually, uh, again, what, if you have other income, let's say someone sends you a bill and it was you already filed your taxes, all you do is using your 1040 as a certificate of title. That's what it is. You're reporting what they gave you. You're going to attach it to them, and you send it to the IRS if it is a tax form. You can send more than one tax form in there and okay. just send it in as a tax form so that they will pay you for whatever that debt it was. Uh, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, you report it as an OID, so that's the line you report it as. Or, again, it could be a, uh, it was on the same line, whether it's a federal income withheld or it's an OID, it's still the same thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, thank you okay. very much for that information. Thank, thank you. I'll just, thank I'll just you. listen on. I mean, and I really, I really feel you're very educational. I think if you could go to some tax agent or office or, or got family members that does their own tax and educate them. We have to educate them on this because we I we didn't know this. But I, yeah. I'm going with the IRS. They, they already could be sued because they're filing the wrong tax form. They're not going to be filing 1040s. That's individual. You are in a state, and it says it right there in the Internal Revenue Manual. So how can they sit there and not file properly? You, that, that's, that's fraud. you committing fraud and you could go to small claims court and make a five six thousand dollars on suing them because they filed the wrong tax form in the first place. So let them. Well, what I can what I can tell you is that I've been going over your um, your um, seminars or your lectures or whatever you want to call these sessions. <laughs> so that's where I'm getting <laughs> a lot of this stuff. Then I'm going to the actual tax forms and filling out everything, and you know, so you yeah. know. Thank you very much. Well, That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad to help you. I'm. I'm glad to be helping you. But of course, we know I'm not a tax person. I don't file tax. I had a man. I had a tax person even before I got in all that. That lady got so much money back. And and understand that you could take it down to the IRS and get a stamp on it, as opposed to mailing it. That's what my my tax person did. They she just delivered it and stamped it. That way, there was no question that they received it. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. So I have to go to a local because I was going to use the uh, certified mail and mail it out. So I can just hand yeah, it in well, to, their, to their local office. Yeah, just walk it in and, and get a timestamp and get a copy of it. Boom. You 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 good. All right. They're good. Gonna, they still have to send it out to whoever department, but it's done through interdepartmental mail. You know, it's, it's, it's sent out somewhere, Kansas City or whatever, but the point is, you got a record showing it was received. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. Thank, thank you, caller. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank again. you. <laughs> okay, we have another caller. Nine three six three zero three. Nine three six. Yes, thank you Area for letting code. me in. Uh, thank you thank for you very much, Beverly. Yeah, I appreciate you and Ron for the uh, Myron for the uh, the consistency over the years. Man, it's been great. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with the last caller that a lot of these. Oh, go ahead, Myron. I'm sorry. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, 
due to some of these broadcasts, I was able to go back and watch the movie with Eddie Murphy trading places. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Come, yeah. You know, they, that's high propagation and, and, and uh, uh, abrogation that they're doing. They're trading places with us. And then you go back to coming yeah. to America, and you'll see them paying them same two swindlers that bet a dollar on Eddie yeah. Murphy and coming to America. Yeah. They was bums on the street, and he gave them some Federal Reserve notes to get them back on their feet. And I yeah. thought that was interesting. And, uh, and they're coming out yeah. with another one, uh, Coming to America oh. Part 2. So I want to see yeah. what they're going to drop in that. Yeah, okay. yeah. But anyway, uh, the yeah. matter at hand is, let's say that uh, a person gets charged with a crime. And they end up doing, let's say, let's say for say six years in jail. Okay, uh, uh, how can they get that? Because I know that they've taken those funds out of the out of that person's account to say that, okay, we're feeding you and we're housing you and you using our water. So they've taken that out of their birth certificate or whatever account they have. They've taken it out. How how do a person get that out? What papers do they file to get that money back? Okay, and I would start. I would start off requesting from the warden, not the judge that put him in there. You could do OID on the judge, but from the warden, there's a call of 1099 LTC, Long Term Care. You could do that with senior citizens that's in the home, and you pay in a home. It's coming out of their estate. Long Term Care. Now you request it from the board. Now if he don't give it to you, then you can go and talk to the IRS. These people are costing me to be a tax delinquent because it's about taxes, and they've got rules. They make these OIDs, these LTCs, all these 1099s are returning it back to the principal. They, like you said, they took care of me, they fed me, they clothed me, they put me to bed at certain times. All this came from my estate. All this came from that birth certificate. Matter of fact, you as you're not even a three-dimensional person in jail. You a two-dimensional piece of paper. That's why they used to have numbers. Call everyone had a number at one time. You didn't even have a name. You still got a number, but they, now they still put your name on it. But you are just a number. So everything is done. So if you have to appoint someone, your wife, your uh, pastor, whatever. Brothers, appoint someone to be your tax uh, representative, and they request, they put a letter requesting a con- some kind of a con. I know when I did my tax form, my, my uh, tax person filled out a 2848, and that gave her the fiduciary. Tax 2848 transfer, and she said, if the IRS call me or have anything to say to me, you refer them to me. That's what she told me. You refer them over to me. So that 2848 is a fiduciary. So someone, he can't do that because he's not even a person in prison. You understand me? Yeah. He can't wow. do it. He's, he's on what, that he's a, a he two-dimensional piece of paper. Huh? What about if he's out? What about if he's out? of? What about if he did the six years and now he's out? Can he yeah, do well, it? Yeah, well, he's still out. Yeah, he can still do it, but not still. Again, we but we supposed to be doing these taxes not under our social, but under some kind of tax trust. I said that's one of the trusts you need to create a tax trust, someone who represent you, because you're a child. If you keep the social, you are a child. They may not look at you as someone that they can even recognize under that social. 
you are a U.S. citizen, which make you a slave. Therefore, they don't care about what you tell them or what you're trying to achieve or trying to get from them. You get a contract, private contract, with some with characters that you created. You created these characters, so they're not U.S. citizens. They're not slaves. They are your creation and your story, and they have what to say, 100% equitable rights, titles, and interests. You make sure that's in there. They have full equitable rights, titles, and interests. Make sure that you have a contract. Why? Because when you go to court, courts only deal with contracts. I don't care. People be doing that um, secure party creditor or UCC1 trying to go to court. They don't care who you are on a secure party creditor. There has to be a contract that gives you consent to be to file a UCC one. You get it? That's why they don't even mm. recognize people a lot of times, those secure party creditors, because they didn't see a contract. Courts only deal with contracts. You could mm. be a secure party creditor, but you better have your contract attached to that UCC one to let them know. I have full, full, equitable rights, interests, and titles. Wow. Okay. I have a guy who got out, and and the way the only way you can really get out quickly, I guess they really kicked him out. Is 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 making a tax issue because again, what's his name? Judge retired Judge Dale. Read that. Spill the beans. Retired Judge Dale. Put that in Google. He's a judge. He said everything that happens in that courtroom and in the jail, none of that is reported to the IRS. None of it. It goes into their pension and retirement or the court itself. Each court is getting money for everyone they put in jail in that court. Mm. And the judges are getting paid. It's It's not going back to the IRS. They don't report it. Just like I said about the mortgage. And your car, your student loan, your your credit card. Did you get a statement at the end of the year that they gave you that money? Because <laughs> remember, all transactions must be tax reportable. It has to be reported to the IRS. They didn't report it. So therefore, it's sneaking. You're giving them money under the table. Wow. They're taking they're taking money out of your estate and it's going under the table. It's only a matter of time for the IRS audit to see, well, wait a minute, all this money came out, but no one has put anything back in. No way no one reported it. That's what we're doing with the A. We're saying we were the lenders in the first place. Look and actually the key to it all of it is publication, IRS publication twelve twelve. Excuse me, page seven, nominee. It tells you you are a holder of a debt instrument. You receive, now the key word, you receive the 1099 OID with your TIN tax identification number on it and somebody else's funds. That means that they receive, now the question is who gave it to them? Well, that's another, that's another topic. Who gave it to them? And they received it as a receipt. And it says of someone else's money. That means that it's an OID, so there's payable, and then there's recipient. So you have to be the payable, and they were the recipient. So they got the funds. Now, they're nominees. 
They work for you because you signed a contract. They had to let you know they took money out of your account. How did they do that? They gave you a coupon. We took this money out. It's in our account. It's the routing number account number at the bottom where it's in our account at the bank. What do you want us to do with it? And what we're supposed to say on the top, uh, bill of credit accepted. And at the bottom, release the funds on the memo. Release the funds so they can return it back to you. And you put in a 1099A with it saying that I'm the lender, you're the borrower, as it already was quoted on the OID that you received. is already on the OID. So when you give them that 1099A, you're telling them because the OID said they must, I mean, uh, publication 1212 said, you must fill another 1099 to each owner. Well, we have to assume since no one's got a 1099 from the bank, from the mortgage company, from the credit card, from the student loan, no one's got an OID. What would they say? What, what, what can they say? We don't know who the owner is because they represent the owner. They work. For the own, they have a fiduciary trustee. They have a fiduciary duty to collect the money for the owners, but they don't know who the owner is to return it back to them because no one's got one. No one's getting it. I'm trying to make sense from what's going on here. No one has told them they're the owner. They did not put a 1099A in with the coupon to say, I'm the borrower. You are, I mean, I'm the lender. You're the borrower. And you didn't pay taxes. You abandoned paying taxes on it. And not only are you telling them that, but you also telling the IRS. So if they don't give you the OID, you've already got something that IRS could say, oh, wait a minute, this person already filed what they their position. And apparently this bank or whatever is saying screw the IRS and the laws that they say for them to follow. Because they're, they're screwing their own laws. They're not following their own laws. But their excuse would be, we don't know who the owner is. Well, wait a minute. We got a 1099A saying they the lender, you the borrower. So how can you don't be falling back on that lie? Don't fall back on that lie. You don't know who the owner is. The office of the owner is vacant. You signed a contract as a debtor. You told them, I will pay you every month this amount of money. And they told you when you, before you signed it. How much money are you going to pay every month? You sign it saying, I agree with that, and I will pay you every month. Well, that was someone who signed as a debtor. You get it? I yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So 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 Myron, what about getting a QSA number on those instruments and, and purchasing a bond and getting back on the creditor side? Like like uh how do you get the QSIP number for these instruments? You don't need it. Why you need a QSIP number for? You don't need it. They got they they're your okay. fiduciary as a, as an owner, and they put that stuff out on the market. Not you. They don't want to go to Fidelity and create the payment bond and the performance bond, and they fill out that eighty two eighty one. They give it to the IRS, and the IRS put it on a chart. It's called the uh, final OID table. If you go to Google, type in final OID table. And the first column says name of issuer, and you go down, it's got all the banks, all the future numbers, all the, the maturity dates, all the uh, 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 security exchange commission information, 
They give it. They feel they do all of that. They don't want to invest in your 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 uh, surety bond, which is your social money from your social. They're investing on the market. You don't know nothing about all that. That's on the private side. That's what they're how they're making funds. The only thing they gave you is a certificate of title, a color of title. They got the title and making the money. You got a certificate of title. But is that in that certificate on bonded paper? Mm-hmm. So if you get a ticket and you was in a car and you got a certificate of title on bonded paper on that car, why aren't you taking that down to the court and say, hey, here's the bond that you could take that ticket off for? Because all debts are paid. They gave you a remedy. They gave you a certificate of title on bonded paper. It's worth money. What are y'all doing with those certificates? You put it in a cabinet at home, in a file cabinet. Oh, I, I own so a car. Yeah. So can I copy? Can I copy my birth certificate on a bonded paper and use that to have given them my original birth certificate? I wouldn't. Oh. Give them original. Go. Okay. You so, go get another. So just. So just go order you five, six uh, birth certificates then. As you use get them, the original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you just got, mm-hmm. you just got, you just got out of paying a ticket, so you should have some funds now that you didn't have to pay the ticket or the charges that they gave you. They gave you permission to drive on the street. Why would they? They shouldn't have to say, "Well, we we giving you for to run a red light." They're not peace officers, as they used to be called, and that's what was on their right. truck, peace officers. Now they're nothing not more there. than revenue officers. They're revenue officers. They're just collecting money, but they gave you the remedy by giving you that certificate, by giving you that driver's license. And you are not using that's, it. That's a bond, too, right? Yeah, that driver's license. Anything that someone gives you, they say that you uh, apply for something from them. It's your security. It's called secure interest. It's a secure interest you have. It's worth money. I think the driver's license was what is. I know the marriage certificate eleven point five million. Uh, the divorce papers are eleven point five million. I believe your driver's license is worth. Uh, if uh, if not, that is worth something too. I know if you lose your passport over overseas, they give you twenty five thousand dollars. So that you can get back home if you lose your passport. They all worth money, but we're not using it to pay our debt or pay what they give us. They're giving us some kind of obligation. And, and earlier, 18 USC 8, all debts, all bonds belong to the United States. So you give them that certificate back to them. That's a bond. All bonds. Belong to the United States, 18 U.S.C. 8. Look at that list. That whole list is things that they give you, debts that they give you. Jesus said, who faces on the coin? Caesar. Well, give Caesar what is Caesar. Give it back to him. And don't go. And then go get you another coin. Go get you another certificate. Hey, I need another certificate. They'll give you another one. Oh, yeah, gladly. Yeah, because if they don't give you a certificate, then they can't keep their they can't keep their bonds and make money on you. They have to close that trust out. 
Wow. And that's what, man, that's thank what you we so much, man. Yes. And that's what our focus needs to be on. Closing those trusses out. Social security, driver's license. I didn't turn it in. But now I heard from Patrick Devine that there's some forms, uh, GSA forms that I need to give them to shut it down with. So I have to look and work it out. When if it works, hey, I might tell you all if I'm feeling real good and I drink enough alcohol, I may let you know <laughs> what I do. <did. laughs> and we so can catch you. We can get you off that boat, get you off that water, and bring you back on land. <laughs> Oh, man, they're going to the Virgin Islands July the 11th through the 18th. Oh, my God, I'm about to go to Virgin Islands. My sailing group, my, my sailboat group. Oh, okay, they're going okay, to okay. Okay. But the point is that what I'm saying here that we have to, we, we, that we have it in us, and this is what they mean, that we're not hiding nothing from you all. It's in the wide open, but no one educated us to know that when something's on bonded paper, it's worth money. And they deal with bonds all the time. They have to, anytime you open up a case with someone, they have to have a bond. You can't open up a case against anyone without a bond because if you damage the defendant, you have to have something to pay them back with. So when you go to court for anything, if you don't bring in your own bond, then you need to say, well, wait a minute. Uh, it's called right of subrogation. Uh, then you have, don't you have a bond? Don't you have an OID? Because the bond is in my name. So I need to subrogate it and have you put, you know, my name on there and you discharge the debt and give me the equal amount or whatever the debt is. Discharge this charge and give me a, the equal amount to me. They oh, have bonds, man. too. And if the judge said, we don't have a bond, and you don't have a case, you can't bond because you're causing me damage, and you're telling me you don't have no way to pay me back if, if you damage me. If they do have a bond and they show you the bond, what do you do? They just gave you a check. Flip it over and sign it and give it back. Here, I'm going to endorse it so we can all go home. That's it. Mm-hmm. They have a bond. The bond is a check. It has a mount. It got your name. It's like someone giving you a check. What do you do when you have a check? You turn it over and you endorse it and give it back to them so they can cash it in. Remember, the court is a bank. The judge yeah, is a banker. Bench yeah, the bench, word bench means bank. Yeah. Right. So give yeah. it. And t- fl- I, I want to see the bond. You know how many people are in jail and they don't even know how much they were owing? They don't know how much they owe because they didn't see the bond. Oh, yeah, you were charged with, you know, jaywalking. Well, well, how much do I owe? Because I got bonds and you created a bond when you brought me into court that I could use to pay off the debt. Everyone is so so worried about the charge. They're not even worried about the cost. You are doing banking. That's something we weren't in the community, the black community. We were not learn finances. We not, we never got educated in finances. And because we carry Federal Reserve banks, a Federal Reserve note in our pocket, we are bankers, and they expect us to be professional because we carry Federal Reserve notes in our pocket. So don't be making excuses, folks. You go to jail because you are not acting like a banker. 
your birth certificate has funds, $1.8 million when you were born, $1 million every year you are breathing. That's why they're taking census. I know you see commercials now. The census are out, so the state knows how much money to get for you from the Department of Commerce. That's who gives them money. So they want to know how many breathing folks, because a lot of times we left the state. We might be living somewhere else. So they have to take census to find out how many breathing bodies is in my state so they can get money. I think it's more than $1 million because that was back in 19. Social Security Act of 1935, Title V, Section 501-502. Social Security Act of 1935, Title V, Section 501-502. It tells you you get money. You got money. How we how how you think we bailed out GM, Chrysler, and and the banks, taxpayers' money? Where the money come from? Our birth certificate. And didn't they take? Uh, isn't all the birth certificates go to the Department of Commerce? Yeah, that's who issued them out, and that's who yeah, gave them the money. That's where they go. Mm-hmm. That's where it's all. That's where it started at. And the funds are going to the state treasurer for, yeah. I think, for seven years. And then, and then it goes out there to the Federal Reserve Bank when you get that Social Security. Because we didn't used to get Social Security cards when we were born. You didn't get that till you got no. a job. But now, they get, right. now they're making them get it uh, when the child is born. So I guess now, because the Federal Reserve Bank want to make money on children who can't even work. And they're still making yeah. money off of them. You get that, yeah. That's really pathetic, folks. Because they're making money on children. Yeah, yeah. So we got to get in the game. Got to get in the game. And now one of those uh, Congress people coming in there changing your child's diapers. Not one of them. So how the hell they get the money (laughs) for? They're not doing nothing. They're not changing. They made it into a bond. Wow. Okay, I won't hold the line anymore. Okay. Did I answer your question? Did I answer your question? I don't remember the question. What did you What did you ask? <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, you I started off it. with the with the uh, with the sentence with the present sentence. You know, how do you how do you get that? Oh, I think oh, you explained yeah. it. I can go back and listen oh, to yeah. the recording anyway. And, uh, oh, yeah. and next time, next time, I would like to ask a question about a state citizen versus U.S. citizen. But I, I, that'll be another time. Uh, well, you can thank y'all so much. You can tell them that right quick. They won't take that long, will it, Mari? Well, okay, uh, yeah, I just want to ask. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, on your birth certificate that we didn't sign, but at the top part on the birth record, before the birth certificate on the birth record, the top part, the doctor said this child was born alive at the date listed above. So, as a live person. You were born in the state. Every state was a country. I don't know if you ever saw the Alamo and all those, uh, um, what you call it, cowboys, whatever. They, they, they were called Kentuckians or Texans or, you know, Illinoisans. Every state is a country. And that's still so. That's why every state has their own Congress and their own representative. So that's you flat. were born, and I do I do believe they took your footprint when you was a baby. So uh, as far as I know, you can't take footprint on the water. I ain't know nobody to get a footprint on the water. So you had to be on the land. 
So what land were you on when you were born? On your state country land. So you was always a state citizen. At the bottom of your birth certificate, you have a registered, and he is an officer of probate in the state, and he signed it, and they gave you a, a birth number in the upper left-hand corner in Michigan. It starts off with an area code, three numbers. In Michigan, it's uh, 121, but every state has its own area code. And then the year you were born, and then uh, the number of people born in the county that month or something like that. But the point being that that number made you dead. They made you a U.S. citizen. You're dead. You're a piece. Of, you're two-dimensional. So the top of your birth certificate, you're a three-dimensional, born uh, a state national or state residence. At the bottom of your birth certificate, you were dead. And they gave you a, a number where they put those funds in at 1.8 and a 1 million. Those funds are going in that birth number. That's where the birth, did that's where the funds are coming. And you became a U.S. citizen? citizen. Okay. Yes. The birth certificate made you U.S. The birth record, the one that's at the county that has a file number on it. Usually the file number in Michigan is a file number on the right side, usually about four or five digits. File number is where it was kept at the hospital. That's where you were born in that county, that state, da da da. But the birth record and the number on the top that goes to vital statistics at the capital. That's where the birth certificate. That's where the the U.S. citizen is kept. The U.S. citizen is kept at vital statistics. The state citizen is kept at the county, at the hospital. Now, some people, hospital's not there, where they still uh, file it somewhere. Uh, they, they moved all the files into some other location. But that's that's why I say, hey. when you go after, get your birth record and your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Did I ask hey, you questions? My question. You did. Yeah. You did. Very clearly. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And the Social Security is connected with the U.S. citizen, right? Yes. It's connected with that number, with the area code, the state, two-digit state number you were born, the year you were born, and the county numbers after that. Yes. That's the only thing they can't can't charge. They can't say nothing to a real man and woman. Come on. That's slavery. That's violating the 13th. You can't have voluntary slavery. You can't make people do something, but you're not talking to them. People, you all, I'm so tired of folks. Oh, they got me. I'm going through all this drama. You're not going through nothing. They can't talk to you. That's like you saying Buzz Bunny and what's that, FUD, you know, are holding you accountable. Buzz Bunny can't do nothing to you. He's not real. You're a real man. They can't say. That's why you can't. You're not even going to be in their courts, period. They're dead. You're alive. Are you walking in their courts? How are they locking people up? Uh, Because of the number? Because of the citizen, U.S. citizen they control? Is that how they put people in jail? They wait. You waive with your rights. You waive with your rights when you walked in there. If something Mm -hmm. dead. If something dead says, give me your driver's license, your insurance, and your certificate, you know, and you and you respond, what did you just do? You contracted with them. 
and you're dead too. That's why they ask for those things. They want you to waive your rights. They want you to waive your in unalienable, unalienable rights. You can't. They can't lean you as a human being. It's unalienable. Some say unalienable, whatever. But if you look at it, if you break it up in the syllables, it's unalienable. They can't put no lean on you. You are your only person you answer to is God. The only person and you, you are answer God. To. But see, they see you in that car, and you got the state license plate on the back. You got some kind of advertising, like you know what's that oil change sticker? They put that oil change sticker on your windshield when so you know when to change your oil again. That means you doing commerce. You get rid of all that stuff. Don't advertise nothing. You're going to put a license plate on there, have the finger, the, the fist with the one finger sticking up. Screw you. Leave me alone. <laughs> try it. You, you can use You can use the UCC one where they call commercial goods. Uh, UCC uh, 9 Dash 102, and I, I believe it's number 65, but it says it's um, you want uh, goods. What is that called? Oh my gosh, I just said it. Um, blah, 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 blah. Consumer goods. It's defined as consumer goods. It may be uh, alphabetized, but that's the definition. Consumer goods in the UCC 9102 tells you that your vehicle is only for private use. So if you're gonna make a plate, put that put that law in there. Michigan is MCL four 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 zero dot nine one zero two W comma in parentheses W. But on the on the uh, UCC nine dash one zero two, uh, look at the definition and find consumer goods, and it will be private. If you're gonna make plates, that's one I will put. It's private. Why are you stopping me? I don't have a license plate to switch Michigan. But they assume because you're driving and you're in Michigan that they could stop you. Okay, well, you did your job. But that's as far as we go here. Where, where do you want? Where your headlight out. Okay, thank you, officer. I'll get that fixed. You know, well, that's, that's what they for be if they were just a public servant. And they come in and tell you, well, you're headlight out and we just want to let you know have a nice day please get it done and they used to do that too they used to do that but but yeah. they became higher cops now now they're higher security yeah. they've been hired in as revenue officers to make money for everybody which is illegal thank you caller yeah. yes it yeah, is oh, thank you beverly okay i hope i was able to help in. you with, thank you oh man more Man, you you more than help me, man. I appreciate this. This is on. This is recorded too, so it'll help somebody else. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I hear yeah. 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 a lot of people okay. are listening, <laughs> and we got nine nine minutes, and I still haven't got to the subject matter, but that's okay because right. I got something next okay. to talk about. But you all got <laughs> the laws. Re- re- review those rules because that those mm-hmm. uh, you are insured. Everything, everything before they you sign the contract. They have to be insured because they're bankrupt. Now I have, they're committing fraud. I have a question. Yeah. Now, a person have a marriage certificate 
and they have a death certificate. So they was married, but now their spouse is deceased. And that marriage certificate and death certificate both is just sitting there in a drawer. So how can what do you do with with to say the marriage certificate is not you know you're not using it anymore? Yeah, well, it, and they are they are bonds. They don't bonded paper. Now exactly how you right. who you go to about it. You could probably start in probate where they keep all these things and say, how do I cash in this bond? Or take it to, to a broker and say, this, what kind of bond is it? What kind of bond is your, your, your birth certificate? I remember growing up, we had EE bonds where we used to give $16 and they mm-hmm. gave us a $25 savings bond. What kind of bond is a birth certificate? What kind of bond is the marriage certificate and the uh, death certificate or even a divorce certificate? What kind of bond is it, and how can it be cashed in? A security broker should be able to tell you. Okay. Because I know you probably have to talk to the, the manager. I, I talked to a broker, but this wasn't about that. It was about the birth certificate. And he was like he had no idea what I was talking about. He couldn't, So you probably have to talk to a manager or something or – you always communicate with someone who's bonded. Someone who's bonded, they okay. know the information. Okay. And, and at the same time, you got someone to sue if they don't do what you say do. Okay. But they all, they all servants. They're all public trustees. They, they're not, they don't control you. They're fictional. They're not real. They're fictional. Their jobs are fictional jobs. You're a real man and woman. So you better act like, act like it. Quit acting like you're one of their characters. You're not one of their characters. You have rights. And they're supposed we created them. And it's so much what we run through every day, so much like the movies where, you know, the robots take over, you know, Terminator. The robots take over mm-hmm. the people because they say you're not liable to handle your own life or Battlestar Galactica. There are all these movies where the robots keep taking over because the human beings are not smart enough to handle their own business. They need someone to lead them. But the and human beings is all the, the ones, time. The human beings, the ones that created the robots. So if they were... Exactly. You know, how, but then they, how you they go, get turned on. Right. Yeah. So how you dumb if you're the one that created them? You know, we, well, we, we Myra, put too much... Four minutes left, and if anybody want to call in, if they got any other questions, comments, you can call 323-642-1586. And if we go over, you can hear us on the phone. You won't be able to hear us on the Internet, but you can still hear the show on the phone. So uh, time for last questions and comments. And, Mr. Rice, anything that you want to say, give out your information. Yeah. Um, again, I have Skype. You can call me on Skype. Um, I would appreciate if you type it in a word, the questions in a word program and put the word program in Skype so I can open it up and, and answer underneath the questions or I can break the questions up and, and put answers on them and then put them back on Skype for you. My Skype address or ID is RiceTech, R-I-C-E-T-E-C-H 6557. Rice Tech, R I C E T E C H 6557. 
Sabbath. And, you know, Ashley, show me if you have things you've done. Yeah, learn how to scan. You know, I, I understand this. This is what we're talking about. You, you're gonna have to be a com, a little bit computer literate. Now, if you're not computer literate, I don't think I can help you. I really can't, cause you can't look up what I need to look up. You can't do anything quickly. Now, I remember before they had computers, people go to the library. I don't even know where we have library. Well, we only got three or four in the city. I think they closed the libraries up nowadays. Nobody uses them. Yeah. But the point is being, you know, your information becomes so slow going to the library trying to figure out what books to look in. Mm-hmm. But so you need to be computer literate. You need to know how to use Skype. And we could call you. I can call you on Skype so we could talk. And then we could show and, and share the, the information. So scan the things in. You got a question on some some subject matter, scan it in and send it to me so we could look at it together. You know, let's be a little bit more efficient because, you know, we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But right. I like to call today because people have done something. You know, they show what they're doing and need to know how to continue. They ran into a blockage. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I give you all the answers. There's more than one way to skin this cat. But do make sure that when you do what I say or anyone say, that you have your input or something you have put in there. Make a better mouse trap. Make a better mouse trap. Because when they when things I did, you can't do them no more. I, I understand, even though I haven't checked it, but one heaven is back. Have you checked to see if one heaven back or not? I heard it was back, but I haven't went on there to see. Yeah, one heaven had cannon laws. When I started talking about cannon laws years back, they dropped that one yeah. heaven. Now here it's yeah. back. Because I don't, I don't talk about cannon laws that often because nobody can access the cannon laws. But it came from the Vatican. So it's like their ethics and, and how they're supposed to operate. I love it. Reading those cannon laws, they call the attorneys pirates. <laughs> the catalog called them pirates, uh-huh. you know, so it, it's not favorable to anybody. It tells you the way it is, it is what it is, and you just have to accept it. But it has a lot of good information about, you know, how to deal with certain situations, about warrants and, and what a warrant, what's to be on a warrant. And a warrant is, if you look under the Security Act of 1933, Security Act of 1933, Section one where it talks about definition and the last sentence says a warrant is a security. So if someone gives you a warrant and it tells you what's on a warrant and everything is on there correctly and it's a security, flip it over and sign it and give it back to them. It's a security. It's a check. Look under again. Security Act of 1933 came out May 27th after they took everybody gold and silver, and they tried to tell the trustees how to treat people with this Federal Reserve and this funny money, that they list securities. First section that opened up, it lists securities. If you go down to the last sentence on there, it says warrants. We all know what a warrant is. They put warrants out on you, but no one's asking for the warrant. And if you look under the catalogs, and I don't know it right offhand, it'll tell you what is supposed to be on a warrant. I had a little checklist somewhere, but it's not in front of me, of what's supposed to be on a warrant. So 
if everything is good, if everything is the way it's supposed to be, then turn it over and sign it. Actually, they say a warrant is a check that doesn't have any funds in it yet. Think about it. A warrant oh, is like a they arrest you. Yeah, because you never got arrested. They never had you in the court. So they couldn't get funds and fund the account that the warrant is written off of. So you're talking about insufficient funds. They're giving you something that hasn't really been set up because you never went to court to sign any paperwork. You never got into the system. So if you're not into the system, then they don't have an account. But a warrant is a security. But it's a security that doesn't have any funds backing it. Because they never, they, they, they give you one because you didn't show up in court. They never got a contract with you. I just thought I'd put that out. They probably come knocking on my door. Hey, we got a warrant. Okay, thank you. Let me see it. Let me get my checklist. Oh, everything's on there. It's nice and fine. Here, let me turn it over and endorse it and give it back to you. Because they can't do nothing with it because there's no money. <laughs> no money on it. No mm-hmm. money. So yeah. anyway, look up those look up the canon laws if you need it. Skype me. I would give you the canon, but I haven't been to oneheaven.org to see if, if the canon laws are back again. So I need to go check it to see if it's back. I'll let you yeah, all I know th- next I week. Think I saved, yeah, because I think I saved them on the disc from the last, from back in the day when you first gave them yeah. out. Yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Wright. Okay. okay, we are we are gone. We are through. Thank you, <laughs> listening audience. Sorry to be a little late this this evening. That's I lost right. track of time. That's okay. I, I'm I'm gonna remind you next time. Uh, I'll send you a little <laughs> well, I text. Said, I, it's so weird because I've been home all day. I'm looking at all that snow that we have here. And I didn't really want to yeah. go out, but I need I need okay. some paper towel. I need some milk. I need something to, to eat because. Look like we might get snowed in, and I just want to make sure I have something here I can be snowed in with. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, All right people. Right. As always, we appreciate you uh, taking your time and giving us this information. I hope to help you. I, I think we have some very good shows, if you ask me. We have some very good listeners out there. Thank yeah, you, listeners. Very smart. Thank very you. smart listeners. Very intelligent yes. listeners. I yes. love it. Okay. We, and I, I hear I'm on Facebook now. Uh, PJ, somebody is saying they heard me on Facebook. Uh, someone is using okay. my. Uh, someone's using but you know, my. Uh, 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 but you know, I put all our shows is on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, right. But they, I think it was PJ. Someone, someone out there was using. They were giving people my executive letter. I don't care. I really don't care. Thank you. And they're using my executive letter to give uh, the Clarence David letter that I modified a lot. I put a lot of things to modify from the original. And that's okay. good. That's, 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 that's beautiful. All right, folks. Okay. Okay. Have a, have a, well, have have a good life. Talk to you all later. Thank you, Mr. Rice. Peace. Okay. Peace and love. All right. Peace Thanks, everyone, for listening. Keep up the good work.
up everybody No more sleeping in bed No more back to thinking Time for thinking ahead The world has changed so very much From what it used to be There's so much hatred War and poverty Wake up all the teachers Time to teach a new way Maybe then they'll listen To what you have to say They're the ones who's coming up And the world is in their hands When you teach the children To jump the very best the world won't get no better If we just let it be na, 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 na. The world won't get no better We gotta change it now Just you and me Wake up all the doctors Make the old people the ones who suffer and who catch all the hair. But they don't have so very long before their judgment day. So won't you make them happy before they pass away? Wake up all the builders, time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all in the hand. The only thing we have to do Put it in our minds Surely things will work out They do it every time The world won't get no better If we just let it be The world won't get no better We gotta change it Just you and me Don't use up 
to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It takes thousands of hours to become an astronaut. Right, Nina? Oh, I'm not an astronaut. I'm a design consultant at the Container Store. But you explore space. I help you find space with our Alpha Closet systems. And you're an expert. Pretty good at it. And you use satellites to communicate. I'm doing more virtual in-home closet designs, but I wouldn't say... We salute you, astronaut Nina, for helping us find space. You're welcome. The Alpha sales bonus is here. Earn up to $500 in credit now through February 7th at the Container Store, where space comes from.